Hello and welcome to uh, part B of Free Talk with Mr. B. We were getting into a deep discussion with our clinical psychologist, Dr. Campos, on board. And Maya and Hannah are our host of um, Suffered in Silence, the Free Talk program with Mr. B. Um, Suffered in Silence turned the pain into power. And we're turning some of that pain into power now so we can speak to our audiences in, in Davao, in Manuel Janga, I think I say it right, and the rest of the Philippines and the world to let them know that childhood is, does not belong to everyone else, it belongs to a child. And we want to talk about how the child should experience a beautiful life and not, not suffer in silence and not be damaged for 40 years as they're trying to recover from childhood. So it's, it's just so important to bring this subject out and to speak about it freely here in Free Talk. Um, doc, with that in mind, Dr. Campos, some of the things, well, let's see. Um, you have children. Yeah, I have three kids. They're <laughs> okay. already adults. And, and mine's at 35 and 38, so they're very grown, and the grandkids are, are, are I think, 11 and 15. And so, yes. You know, that was something very important and, and I was talking to Hannah one time and we said, oh yeah, we suffer in silence all of our own different ways. Not like Maya getting abused, but we all have these sufferings. But let's talk about children. Children should have a fun life, correct? I, I don't think anyone will disagree. Absolutely correct. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Hannah, when we were over, uh, I think we either picked you up or dropped you off. They, it was two children. They were your your nieces and uh, nephews? My niece. Yes, my nieces and nephews. So I'm I'm 35, no, I'm 13, 35 next year. I'm single, I don't have any children, but it feels, I feels that I already have children because I have like eight, total of eight nieces and um, nephews. And they were crying for you because they say, oh, you're leaving. Why are you leaving them home? <laughs> yeah, the, the one is one year old and a month, and then the other one is three years old. So normally because we have this, close connection and sweet child and I love children so before I leave usually I give him a hug and a kiss and when we parted that's when when they cry I think it's because of the attachment and and, no, and the point is I bring it up because it's beautiful and mm -hmm. um, and Maya you're being a mom to the, your entire Manuel Janga area <laughs> and you're trying to help them by being um, so brave um, to tell your story and to do this prevention work. So that, that in itself, you want kids to have something that you didn't have. Um, yes, I, I, always, I always wanted to be a mother. And um, I tried to be a mother three times. So I lost, um, I lost my pregnancy three times. So uh, it, it was really hard to accept that uh, while well, I'm 46 and I don't know if, if I will have a, uh, I will be have my own child. I always wanted to be a mother. But um, with, um, with uh, nine siblings, I have 11 of us, but two died. My elder brother and my young sister uh, many years ago, my older brother died nine or 10 years ago. And I have nine siblings, and they are all married. And they have, apart from my um, my my sister, younger sister, unmarried. And um, some I have sister, I have younger sister that uh, she has four boys and one 
Um, no, three boys and one girl. And my sister, another sister, had four girls. And another brother had a boy and a girl. And another brother had a boy and a girl. Uh, two girls and boys. So I have like all 2016 nephews and nieces. So uh, I have a big family, of course. And um, I, well, uh, way back many years ago, I always say to my sister or to my brother that this is the way this is the proper way to bring up the child okay and then i because i've learned a lot here in the united kingdom um uh, to look after the children not my own but uh i've been looking after children from newborn baby newborn to two years old two years old to six years old six years to nine nine to 14 or 16 so it's different stages of bringing up the child of course so they must learn how to how to um look after their children because they have different states of attitude and behavior so yeah so for me having 16 16 nephew and nieces i i want them from the heart that what um what i have encountered or what's been happening for me when i was a child i don't want it will happen to them not only for my nephews for everybody for every ch children anywhere in this world that um you know if, if we if we do more to protect the children and um i think we can save more children around not only in the community nationally or internationally right and Dr. Castro, what for our children, I mean, you've raised yours and you know exactly what you would like them to be like. Could you tell us about it, them, and, and some things we can do to bring more awareness and prevention? What kind of activities we can get our children into? Yeah. First and foremost, you have to have, of course, you have to connect with them. Connection yeah. is very important. You have to connect, you have the time, you have the, the ears, you have the heart and the mind to understand and heart to love them, of course. You have to demonstrate your love for them. And you should also be, uh, you have to set rules uh, at home. Since it is ver very important, uh, home is like an institution. So if they got mistake or they, they go against your rule, you also have something to, to remind them this is our house policy and you are aware of this so you have to pay the consequences so i usually do um punishment and reward if you do good even to my grandchildren if you do good so you have a reward but if you do uh, bad things uh, you you disobey the rules you break the rules so you have to pay the consequences. But I, yeah. yeah, but I always, after that, I always talk to them, explain to them why is it, which makes why sense, I, right? yeah, why I, I am angry, why I, I, I have to, why they have to pay the consequences, and I always assure them yeah. that even if I do that, I love you, and you're always be part of me it's i will always support you do not be ashamed to tell me honestly because honesty for me is the best policy and i was assure them that whatever happens i will always be there to understand i will always be there to stand by their side and, and they will never be 
taken for granted. I was valued there. Right. Even when they're already a grown-up. So they take me as their best friend. They right. can oh, We can always discuss things uh, under the heat of the sun. Anything. And, and Hannah, did you have to discipline your niece and nephews? Yes, yes, of course. Especially in terms of gadget that they don't eat if they don't have cell phones. And sometimes even if I'm not a, I'm not a parent, I, I, I really talk to them that you can have it after you eat. But still, it, there's difference between me and their parents. Sometimes they listen more to their parents and sometimes they listen more to me. So really, it depends upon the situation of what they're doing. So I really have to, to discipline them. And But mostly, I'm more into the sweet side as an aunt. Maybe in the future, if I have uh, my own children, I can fully understand how to be really strict to your own children. And, I mean, since I have some, I use the word balance and, and we need yeah. to be balanced and it's hard to find a balance. But you brought out something that's interesting because if you're the, the, if you're the, the sweet auntie, the really nice one, the kids might, might run to you when faced with discipline. And so the point I'm wondering now, how do we balance it out? If a, if a child ran to a, a strong uncle to hide behind them because mother or father was going to discipline them, then they're trusting that uncle. Yeah. Can and I answer that? Yes, please, because I, I, I know where we might be going with Tell me. Yeah, because this is really good. Because, um, yes, me as an auntie to the 16 uh, nephews and nieces, I have a different brought up with them because, um, well, when they are little, I always, uh, before, when they are uh, little, I, I brought a lot of few things for them as a present, you know, in the boxes and everything. But I always give them uh, equal, you know. If I have a present for uh, this person, and this person has to be, everybody has a present. And sometimes one nephew asking for, can you buy me these things, which is more expensive, and I don't want to buy that for him or for her, because how about those 15 nephews and nieces that <laughs> I can or Yes, then the, my, another nif my another niece, uh, it happened to me the last few months when I was in the Philippines, and um, she, uh, when she has a problem with her parents, because her parents has a different uh, discipline to her daughter, and her daughter is a teenager, and and sometimes uh, she opened up her problem to me. She never opened to her parents her problem because of she feels jealous to her brother, younger brother, because when she was young, she said that i feel like i am out of the way because of my brother before when i was young or a little girl they always uh i am their favorite and why they just kind of ignoring me now because i'm growing up and my they they just focusing into my brother and i said no darling it's not like that it's not like that it's just this your parents is busy or maybe you know sometimes you have to talk to her uh you know from the heart and then she always say to me that um there's something that i need to tell them but i am scared if they, they will shout me or something so i am slowly slowly telling her that this is what you're gonna do this is what you're gonna do then i heard from 
her mother saying that when they are fighting together or argue, she said to her mother that my auntie, Ati my aunt, Tita Maya is better than you. <laughs> Which is, when I heard that, no. I said, no. I am your auntie. I will never be uh, same shoes with your mother. Your mother is your mother who brought up you in this world, who gave you life in this world. For me, I am just the second, you know, the second, um, you know, like, yung hagdanan, second step of you. If you cannot talk to your parents, your mother, I am there for you. But I cannot step your mother's rules, you know, like, I cannot go into your mother's shoes. Your mother is your mother. Right. And I want to hear that again. So I said, <laughs> I don't want to hear that again, that I, I heard this from your mom that Tita Maya is, is, is better than you. Tita Maya is better than you. And I feel so bad because, you know, and I said to her that uh, next time, uh, whatever problem is, you can talk to me, you can talk to your mother. So that the relationship between mother and, and a daughter or a children, uh, they will get closer. Right. Yes. So that, that, that brings a question, Dr. Castro. What responsibility does the, from a child psychology perspective, what responsibility does the, does the listener, whether it's the pastor, the teacher, the auntie or otherwise, have towards the parents to share the information with the parents? All right. <laughs> you have to, you have to uh, ask a mother and ecologist. Right. So we always have to set boundaries. We should know our limits, our boundaries. Mm -hmm. So the parents has always the right for the children. Do not talk to the child, but talk to the parents. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like you 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 and the parents should have a consistent conversation consistent discipline do not do not uh, overstep the authority of the parents you have to respect right. boundaries because yeah. i know very I, important i know the human because nature and, and I want to say, I know the human nature that we we always feel we're going to lose that relationship or they're not going to trust us anymore or they're not going to come back. But you were going to explain the reason because, tell me. Yeah, because, you know, you know children, they're manipulatives. You have to understand the one. So yeah. if you are trying to, to, to look like the parents are the ogre and you are the hero. So do not ever... Do that right, yeah. right so you have to set borders you know your jurisdiction yeah. so that is very important okay. and so and talk to the parents that with the child yeah boundaries because yeah. because you're gonna i mean hannah you hear as a nice auntie you hear some information maybe do you ever ask the kid did you tell mom did you tell your mom Mom, my mom? No, I because mean, if, a, if a child, let's say I'm one of the, your cousins, a little kid, and I'm telling you ah. something, do you ask them, did you tell your mom? Um, normally, my my nephews are like three years old, so it's not like they tell their mom. What I experience with them is that sometimes I just joke, okay, who do you look, do, do you look like? Do you look like me or do you look like your mom? And then I will tell them, do you look, you are, you do, you look like me and then the child will first will first look to her mom and then 
said that yes i look up you so what i'm trying to say as, as young as they are they already know who who are who is the, like who they respect who is their um they have their own decision yes you yes know? and even it's true <laughs> i'm trying so i even if i'm trying to what do you lang i what do you call it in english ako silang ikuan ba igulgulan what do you call that um i don't know yeah gulgulan <laughs> to be biased so the words yeah. to be biased even if i wanted them to be biased with me as like we're just kind of playing it's just i was trying to like really um asked them something like that so they really know what to answer and yes that's just the experience i've got from my nieces but in terms of that they asking me if they tell something to me and then they ask me did you tell mom i can't remember i have that kind of con- con- conversation so that's what i'm still more into like uh, lumbing car- uh, you know so because because yeah. raising my sons they would ask mom something mom will say no then they'll ask dad and i would ask them what well, did you ask your mom and so the whole idea was to make sure that they're not playing the kids they do that they'll play one against each other and so when someone is talking about something that happens to them that's what i, I was asking the responsibility of the listener if someone told me something very critical i'm going to say did you tell your mom did you tell your dad about this and i at this time i have to put the parent hat on and say we need to let your parents know because this is not a friend relationship at this time it's a responsibility when we were bringing the word awareness back and so for awareness we need to take the risk even if the parents hate us we yeah. need to take the risk of walking over and said your child just told me this and they are afraid because of the repercussions of what could happen if they told you but this is so serious enough i want you to to let's talk about how you're going to address it because your child just told me the the i think the police has that responsibility the pastor has that responsibility the parent has i mean siblings the aunties and 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 uncles and teachers and i think dr castro we are right we should share correct yes yes yeah and so it's part of the awareness cycle and it's part of of the prevention cycle and we want the people in the community everyone who is aware of something that should that happened that should not have happened to to if you see if you see something say something right yeah yeah and if you right. hear something share it with the responsible person you know that you saw, if you saw uncle um wrongfully molesting um someone in their family you need to say something because again the child doesn't have a a, a trust system they don't have a uh what's the word you call it um dr campos courage whatever courage or yeah but it's 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 a, it's um they when they're losing the trust of the parents or the people that they trust or the support system they children need support system for happiness and for sadnesses and if you don't have a support system or a trust system which is part of the support system they will not tell you they will not tell me they will not tell anyone and they will continue to suffer in silence and that's what we're right. trying to do we're trying to prevent them by making sure everyone is an advocate for sharing what they know and for observing the child and for the teacher should say something seems wrong the auntie should say something to the uncle should say something seems wrong and let's see if we can cheer the person up the person could just be sad or they could have been abused we don't know but we must take action because we don't want 
children to suffer in silence. We don't want to always um, heal a victim. We want to prevent so that a child could have a full life. Happy life, true. A happy life. You know, no, there's no need to be curing Maya at this age. You should have never had to. And if something did go wrong, you want to catch it at seven and a half. Or, yes. or seven and three quarter, not at 17, not at 27, not at 37, because you're already ruining all those years. So, yes. yeah, so I really appreciate everyone on, and um, we were able to have what's called like two sessions. And when conversations with our clinical psychologist is here with us, we don't stop, we keep going because the information is, is concise, it's clear, and we think it's needed around the world. So I appreciate, appreciate it so very much. Thank you all Thank for you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us today. And Miss Baldoza, thanks for listening in. And I hope to come on. You come on soon and join us. Yes. Okay. You'll have a next. It's... Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's an honor here to share my expertise. Thank and uh, looking forward. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and again, we're not doing this for show. We're trying to do it for, for, for MOP. For prevention and we podcast so we can freely talk about these subjects and we look forward to another episode next week from the book suffered in silence turn the pain into power where we'll be on again as a team <laughs> having this conversation and Thanks. again you can get the book as soon amazon will be coming soon and you can contact yes. um, maya here you can contact hannah you can contact myself mr b at freetalkwithmrb.com and we'll direct you to where you can get a copy of um of this book, Suffered in Silence. Yeah. Have, Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> right, okay. Um, thank we, you. We want to thank everyone for listening. This is Mr. B on Free Talk with Mr. B. For your comments, see us on Facebook. Follow us. Also on Instagram. Follow us. Please send any inquiry to email Mr. B at freetalkwithmrb.com or go online www.freetalkwithmrb.com. We thank you and look forward to you again when we come on this week, next week, and every Sunday on Free Talk with Mr. B.